The following podcast was recorded on Thursday, November 9th, 2023, featuring Jim Bianco of Bianco Research. To hear the podcast in real time, you can sign up for a free trial at biancoresearch.com or arborresearch.com or by emailing Gus Handler directly at gus.handler at arborresearch.com. You can also call Arbor Research and Trading at 1-800-606-1872. Thanks for your time and enjoy the podcast. Welcome everyone to the latest edition of Talking Data. I'm your host, Kristen Radish with Arbor Research and Trading, joined today by our commentator, Jim Bianco of Bianco Research. Welcome, Jim. Thanks for having me. Today, Jim answers the question, is this a short squeeze or new bond rally? Jim, to get us started, what is TLT and why does it matter? So TLT is the ticker symbol for the ETF, which is the iShares 20 plus treasury bond ETF. 20 plus means that it owns treasury securities of at least 20 years of maturity all the way out to 30 years of maturity. TLT is pretty important because it has over $50 billion of assets. And more importantly, and I'll I'll highlight this in a chart coming up, it ranks number two of all ETFs of any stripe in terms of inflow. Number one is the VOO, which is the Vanguard S&P 500 index. Number two is TLT. So it is big and it is very liquid. I'll show some charts on that in a second. And it is highly representative of what is happening in the broader treasury market or bond market because it is such an efficient trading tool. So when we look at what is happening with TLT, it is a fair bet that what we're seeing there is a microcosm of what we're seeing in the larger fixed income market. And what are volumes and flows telling us? So if we look at some of these charts in TLT, if we go to the first chart, the top panel on the chart is the price of TLT. And yes, as of two weeks ago, it was at an 11-year low, you know, um, reflecting the big sell-off that we've seen in in long-term treasury prices over the last you know, 18 months or so. The bottom panel in orange bars is the amount of shares of TLT that are sold short, a bet on falling prices. Now, as of the last reporting period, which is October 13th, that was 46 million up from 30 million on September 29th. That 46 million shares sold short is the highest ever. And you can see, I got basically show you uh, 10 years of history on this chart, and it's the highest in the 10 years but there was never a period prior to 2014 when it was higher. And that 15 million share jump of short interest between September 29th and October 13th was one of the biggest two-week changes. Now, short interest is, 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 is reported twice a month, the end of the month, the middle of the month, and it's reported on a two-week lag. I wish I would have known this in the middle of October, that it had such a giant short, but we, don't know, we didn't know that at the time. So we do know that the market was going into the middle of October vulnerable to a short squeeze. And I think that that's what we saw in the last several days in the treasury market was a massive short squeeze. If we jump to the next chart, we can also kind of suggest something else that's been going on with this market too. So this is the uh, price of TLT on the top again. And on the bottom is the daily volume on the New York Stock Exchange in blue and the orange line is the five-day moving average. Now, 
11 of those labels are of uh, 59 million shares or higher. And so 11 of the 15 largest volume days ever in this ETF have been since September 20th. That was the Fed meeting, the last Fed meeting, September 20th. This ETF started trading in 2007. So, and the highest volume day ever was October 19th at 87.7 million shares. And so you've seen as the price was falling, we have seen tremendous volume. And now we know from the delayed short interest that a lot of this volume was people establishing shorts in this security. Now that we've seen the short squeeze and prices have been going up, look at this week, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, the three last bars. They're down quite a bit is what we're seeing with these bars. That is suggestive of that once we got rid of the short squeeze, there might not be a lot of new money coming into TLT. The next two charts bore this out. So if we go to the next chart, this is TLT's price in the top again. And on the bottom is the cumulative flows of new money into this ETF. You could see that it shows that we've gotten something like $47 billion of money into this ETF in since 2017, essentially $43 billion in the last two years. And like I said, there's thousands of ETFs. This is number two on the list in terms of raw amount of money. And what has also been sig significant is the price has been going down. I've joked that TLT has become an efficient money incineration machine because everybody just keeps plowing into this thing, thinking that there's going to be this big bond rally, there's going to be a recession, inflation's going to go back to 2%. And they just almost from the second they buy it, they've been losing money and it hasn't deterred them from continuing to plow money into this. So most of the decline of TLT occurred in an environment where it was new money coming in and losing. And it's only re recently, like since October 1st, that we've seen a big jump in first and short interest and probably a short squeeze. Now, if we go to the final chart in this sequence, the same chart I showed you before, that price is the change now, the change since the Fed meeting on September 20th. So instead of giving you the price, it shows you it was down 10% in black, and now it's only down 3% with the rally. And the red line shows you the cumulative flow since September 1st. Well, $5 billion came into this between September 1st and the end of October. And since the short squeeze was taking place last week and into this week, there's been no new net money that's come into this. So it really does look like people were buying this thing because they were bullish. The trend was down. They were losing money. The short smelled blood. They got really short. We had a big pop squeeze in this thing. And since then, nothing. It's just been meandering sideways, waiting to see what's going to happen next. How about the options market? So TLT does have options to trade on it, and there's huge volume and millions of, of open interest in the options. So if we go to the next chart, the next chart shows you, again, the TLT price at the top. And I, again, I show it as a difference from August 1st. I just went back a couple of months. August 1st, to show you what the price has done. It fell over 14% from August 1st to the end of October before it rebounded. And the bottom panel shows you the change in options open interest. In blue, it shows the options open interest uh, uh, for calls and in orange for puts. 
And you'll notice I did highlight on the chart whenever there was an expiration, that's when those options, those options were probably worthless and then they just fell off the board and that's why you had that drop. But we've seen a million and a half, 1.5 million calls net since August 1st come into this market. And we've only seen less than half a million puts. So this again shows you the bullishness that there's been in this market, that we saw a tremendous amount of call buying come into this market because people, we're gonna have a recession, we're gonna go back to 2%. The Fed's gonna pivot, they're gonna to have to cut rates. You're gonna to have to be long 20 plus year treasuries because there's gonna be a big rally. Great idea, buy them and then almost instantly lose money and just keep chasing this market lower and lower until we have the short squeeze. But what's been happening since the short squeeze? So we go to the uh, final chart, uh, or no, the the, I'm sorry, we don't have the final chart. It's the same chart. Uh, but if I, if I point out on this chart, look at the last couple of days, like the last five days on this chart, uh, there's been no increase in call open interest. Again, like the flows, everybody's sitting on their hands and they're waiting and they're trying to understand. So what these charts are showing us was there was tremendous buying. They were wrong. They were losing money. The shorts jumped in. We've had a giant squeeze in the market through the explosive rally last week and then nothing. We've been kind of waiting to see what's going to happen next. So, Jim, what does this all mean? So let me summarize what I've been saying. Uh, you know, there's a belief that we're going to have a recession or 2% inflation, or there's a belief the Fed's going to cut rates. I don't share those beliefs. I think that the inflation, the last mile for inflation is going to be much stickier than people think. Uh, the day we're recording, Jay Powell gave a speech and kind of said the same thing about inflation. I think that it is going to be problematic to try and get inflation down to 2%. There might even be another rate hike. I don't think there's going to be a recession. Um, and at the very minimum, there won't be any rate cuts. So in that environment, on top of the other bigger picture that I've been talking about for two years here on this podcast, and that is that 2020 was the most important economic event of our life. It really changed a lot of things, work from home, deglobalization, energy as a, as a political weapon, and that the economy is fundamentally different and that we're in an era of higher inflation and higher nominal GDP growth, which is a fine, nice way of saying the 40-year bull market in bonds ended in August 2020, and we're in year four of a, of a, bear, of a multi-year bear market in bonds. When you're in a bear market in bonds and prices go down, the rallies tend to be short squeezes. They tend to be short and sharp and explosive. And that's what we've seen. Can it last more than a week or two? Sure. And this one might very well is too. But in order for that to happen, you're going to need a follow through with real unlevered money to start jumping into this market. That's not happening. It's only been a few days but it has not been happening yet. The longer we go, the average TLT holder right now is at a loss because of all of those inflows in those declining prices. They're hoping this marked, last week marked a turnaround that we're gonna have a magical levitation, and I'm using those words uh, purposely, in order to bail them out of their losing position. Well, we're gonna need some other buyers to show up. And maybe what we're finding is they don't, they're not around yet because no one is chasing this market thinking that's it, we've turned the page, we're gonna keep rallying for months and months and months in long-term treasury prices. 
Now, where are those buyers? They're already in and they're sitting in a loss. There's another set of buyers. They're in risk assets. They are in stocks, high yield bonds, maybe real estate, those types of risky assets. If you had a sell-off, a hard, sharp sell-off in those assets, you might be able to get an old-fashioned risk-off rally. Everybody out of the stock market, out of the high-yield market, it's bad. It's going to lose you a ton of money. Go run into bonds because even if they fall in price, it's going to be a fall small fraction of what you could lose in stocks. That's your risk-off rally. So maybe that's where they are. But in order for that to happen, we need the stock market to sell off hard. We need the corporate market to sell off hard. It's not doing that. In fact, the day we're recording, it looks like it's going to be the first down day after eight up days in a row in the stock market. So we've had the opposite of that happening. So we're not seeing that. So the longer this goes without any follow through on this rally, week, two weeks, three weeks, the more impatient I think a lot of these TLT holders are going to be. I bought, I thought there was going to be a recession. I thought bonds were going to rally. I was really sitting at a big bad loss at 5% in the 10-year yield, just to use one benchmark. Well, now that the 10-year yield is at 460, maybe I ought to just get out here. It's not as bad as getting out of 5%. And so the longer it goes, the more impatient they become, the more that they could wind up you know, wanting to exit. We could wind up undoing this whole thing right now. And then we will look back and go, yeah, that was just a short squeeze based on the quarterly funding announcement. And it wasn't much more than that. It's still too early to say that that is my bias, that it is a short squeeze. But to be fair, it is still too early to say because it's only been some a couple of days, but there's been no follow through yet in those couple of days. Now, maybe I'm early, maybe by early next week, we're going to see some serious inflows and some serious follow through. Fine, I'll adjust the story if that happens. But the longer this goes without any more follow through, the more impatient they're going to get. The more this is going to look like this was a one-week rally, 10-day rally, maybe a retest, that was it. And then the longer 18-month trend in interest rates reasserts itself, and they start going higher again. Jim, thank you for your thoughts today, and thank you, everyone, for joining us. If you have any questions on Arbor Research, Bianco Research, or Arbor Data Science, you can contact us by emailing Gus Handler at gus.handler at arborresearch.com. Thanks again. Have a great day.